Now, as I mentioned earlier, a recent analysis by the New South Wales Department of Education and the University of Queensland has found that Year 7 students who experienced a thing called explicit teaching, and I'm told that's teaching, which involves step-by-step instructions and a teacher checking for students' understanding, something that I recall experiencing as a much younger person. Anyway, they were four months ahead in their learning by the time they got to Year 9. So clearly the back-to-basics teaching approach, at least in this, I don't think it was 16,000 students involved, uh, you could conclude, couldn't you, that it works better? I mean, 16,000, not 16. But let's get some more information on the teaching practices currently being used in our schools today and a bit more analysis of the study. Murad Dizdar is Secretary of the New South Wales Department of Education and he joins me on the line. Murat, nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, Luke, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you. Can I ask you a somewhat impertinent question before we go? In Googling a little about you, did was there a time where you found yourself uh, going to work each day collecting, uh, collecting the rubbish and the likes of your local area? Well, I uh, did work for Canada Bay Council, Luke, uh, doing the Garbo run, then quickly showering and making my way to Ashcroft High School as a social science teacher. Uh, they're fond days. You've brought back memories, Luke. Listeners, did you just hear that? Murad is a keeper. I'm here to say it. You're a keeper. Now, let's get to this issue. Thank you for for a moment or two asking you that question. I thought, oh, what if it was the wrong person? But you, uh, you dug me out of a hole. Thanks. Can you explain what explicit teaching uh, is? It, it seems to remind me of what... I went through, um, I hasten to add, many years ago. But what is it? Luke, it's where the teacher takes charge and command of the classroom and really does three things. Unpacks for the learners what they're about to learn, how it relates to any prior learning, how they will go about that learning, and then checking that they're actually undertaking that learning. It's telling students what they'll be learning and being clear about the purpose of the task demonstrating the concepts and ideas, asking and answering questions and giving feedback. And every young person yearns for that in the classroom. So that contrasts to something that I've read called student-led or inquiry-based learning. And, And how is that different, if I can ask you that? Well, the thing about explicit teaching, and there's a growing body of evidence here, Luke, is that it does not discriminate with the type of learner that you have. The challenge for classroom teachers is that they'll have 30 students in their classroom of mixed and varying abilities. Some will be struggling with their learning and others will be accelerating. And explicit teaching helps all learners. The research and evidence is clear on that. Whereas inquiry-based learning or experiential learning can be a more favourable teaching methodology for those who are above their year level of learning. In fact, you know, they're accelerating and you can stretch their learning further, whereas explicit practice cuts across all learners. That's fascinating. This study involves 16,000 students. Can we understand, or if you wouldn't mind explaining a little of how this all was uh, carried out? Sure. We... um, partner with Queensland University, and I'm I'm grateful for their partnership here. We're a system of 800,000 learners across 2,200 schools, and we did want to uh, 
speak to 16,000 learners, quite a sizable study, to see what type of practice has the most impact. And we tied it to NAPLAN results. NAPLAN is a literacy and numeracy assessment, a national assessment, a diagnostic assessment undertaken in year three, five, seven, and nine. And the evidence that's come back is that those who experience, those students who experience explicit teaching practice in year seven, by year nine, are four months ahead of their peers. So the evidence is quite clear. We intend to keep unpacking this evidence and driving the professional learning for our teachers across this system because they want to do the best for their students and yeah. we want to arm them with the expertise that we've uncovered. And again, to make the, the important point you made before, Murat, is that explicit teaching, which is what uh, was studied here, that works that that works in fact in favour of not just students who might be or might have fallen behind, but it helps those who might be slightly ahead of the game continue on that trajectory. Is that right? Definitely, Luke. Jeez. Every every one of us as adults or learners, just imagine Luke, you enter a meeting. You want to know who's in that meeting, what's going to be the content covered, and you want to know the purpose of that meeting, and you want to know what successful contribution will look like in that meeting. Now, whether you're ahead of your Year 7 cohort or not, explicit practice works for you. Whether the teacher's going to incorporate for you inquiry-based learning still needs to be explicit in nature. And, Luke, this is what the students told us, the 16,000 students told us, in this study, while I can't rattle off the terminology explicit teaching, they said, my teacher sets clear goals yes. for our learning. Yeah. My teacher tells us what is expected of us. My teacher checks that we're understanding the learning. And my teacher gives back feedback on assessments and quizzes. And they're the ingredients of explicit teaching. How, how close are you as a boss of education in New South Wales, is saying, you know what, we've got, a, we've got something important here that we have to progress. Yeah, Luke, we've done that. I'm not going to shy away from the evidence base. What we've unfurled this year is a plan for public education in New South Wales across 2,200 schools. We consulted at the end of last year and had 7,000 teachers give us input. And in that plan for public education, We've called out that explicit teaching is the teaching practice that is to occur across this state. And on day one, term two, Luke, uh, at the beginning of every term, we have a school development day yeah. where our staff undertake professional learning. And on that day, we're going to have mandatory training across the state around the curriculum reform rollout, all based upon explicit teaching practice. Luke, this study showed that most of our schools are using this practice most of our classrooms are using this practice. I want all of our classrooms to use it. Yeah, that is fantastic. Let me ask you one without notice, just generally about education. It seems, and in, um, you know, go go your hardest or whatever I say here, but it appears that we've never spent more than we do now on education, yet we seem, at least on those comparative tables with the rest of the world, to be going backwards. If If, you know, improving education is the question, at least on that evidence, the answer isn't more money, surely, or is it? Well, look, let me go to where we're sitting at the moment. We've had some improvement nationally with our PISA, Program of International Student Assessment Results. We've, in fact, cracked 
uh, the top 10 in the world in maths, in literacy, in science. We do have very strong map plan results in New South Wales. We lead the country in year five and seven in numeracy, year three in writing, spelling all year groups, and year three, five, seven in grammar. But that's not good enough. It's not good enough. We can improve the outcomes for students here in New South Wales and in this country. And we do. Funding does matter, Luke. And that's why you're hearing and your listeners are hearing a lot of debate and discussion because we're in discussions with the Commonwealth around the next national school reform agreement. And our students in public schools at the moment deserve to be at 100% of the schooling resource standard, and they're not. And the state government and Commonwealth government have committed to that. As secretary, I welcome that. As a former principal and teacher in this system, Funding matters, and we want our students in public schools to be on the same start line as their Catholic peers and their independent peers who are ahead of the 100% SRS. Maybe I should have said funding appropriately spent is is the issue. I wonder if we've – and we, I mean, let's be honest, we're not going to hit the mark every year, are we? I totally agree with how you've, uh, you've characterised that. The funding matters – but it's got to be appropriately spent. And what we've done here that we're proud of in the New South Wales Department of Education is provide the evidence base for the teaching practice for our teachers to then unfurl professional learning that backs it in as the way to go. And so we should, you're right, the system and school should be spending that money uh, on evidence-based practice, and that's what we've done here. Have you got enough teachers yet? Well, we're working on it. We would like more teachers in the system. It's a national challenge here. I am proud, Luke, that we delivered the largest uh, teacher salary increase uh, in three decades. It is helping us on the retention front by having teachers stay with us. They feel uh, better remunerated, better respect and pride that's been restored for them. But there is a national challenge here of... uh, Uh, young people undertaking teacher education. We need more of that, and that's why the Commonwealth instigated a teacher education review that goes to increasing that pipeline. And uh, we're in discussions for our Deputy Premier, myself as Secretary, with our Commonwealth counterparts, because they do have levers here that can make a difference to attract more teachers to the profession. For example, you've been reading in the last week about paid practicum, that... um, those who undertake teacher education are not paid for uh, practicum experience and uh, you know under, undergo poverty of practicum. That's a lever the Commonwealth controls and can influence. Also, the hex, hex liability that comes at the end of the study period there that the Commonwealth could have the lever for, and we uh, intend to continue to make representations to the Commonwealth. We want more teachers. Mm. Uh, the strength of a the strength of a state lies in its public education system. Yeah. Thank you for uh, answering those questions so directly and uh, having our conversation free of spin. It's a credit to you, but you didn't need me to say that. Thanks so much for your time. I hope we can talk again. Thank you. Lovely to join you, Luke. You too, mate. Murad Dizda. Wow. Impressive individual. Please, politicians, keep your hands away. Let Murad do his very good work in education. I'm genuinely impressed uh, by someone that takes the question and answers it. And um, there's a light on the hill that someone far more famous than I once sung about.